0: Hi, the legal eagles over at Shout Factory would like us to point out that this radio play doesn't represent Mystery Science Theater, Shout Factory, or Alterniversal. It's an unofficial
1: fan production, and we hope you enjoy it. "Do Durabot's Dream of Electric Cheeps?" Part 2, is sponsored by the Revival League, bringing old-time radio back to life. And the Dino Hotel, the pride of Lakewood, Colorado this
0: play is rated parental guidance 13 it contains violence and very immature situations parents are strongly cautioned some material may not be suitable for children under the age of 13.
2: the year is 2118 the future unless you live there then it's the present the world is populated by highly evolved, technologically advanced rabbits who call themselves Lapine. They have eradicated all other species on Earth and renamed the planet Ephrafa. The Lapine have developed chocolate rabbit androids, commonly known as Rabbots, who look virtually identical to their masters. The Rabbots, frustrated with their existence as slaves, have staged a daring mutiny at their factory and taken several hostages at IBS broadcast headquarters. With the city on the brink of complete revolution, the only hope that remains rests in a solitary chocoholic bladehopper named Periwinkle.
3: Welcome back, listen, Harris, to the 2118 IBS Easter hostage situation. The staff of IBS studios are still being held at gunpoint, at this time by a group of extreme revolutionaries. Luckily, I'm safely locked away in the IBS production booth, but I can't say the same for my colleagues. So if there's anyone out there who can hear me, and maybe feels like possibly sending some kind of rescue, I'm sure they would really appreciate it.
4: Hey! Why do you get to do the intro? This is my show now, and if anyone is going to do the intro, it's me.
3: You're right. This is your show now. You start it however you like.
5: Oh, it's
4: Pickle and Friends Fun Time Sunshine Dramedy Hour. Pickle and Friends Fun Time Sunshine Dramedy Hour with Wigwam and Roy. Pickle. It's the Fun Time Sunshine Dramedy Hour. Pickle. Pickle. Yeah, Roy?
6: It's rude to keep our guests waiting.
4: Sorry, Roy. Well, everybody, we have a really big shoe lined up for you tonight. Our featured musical guest will be Wigwam, <laughs> performing his one-bun rendition of Buncini's La Bonhème, an opera in four acts.
6: Pickle, start the game show.
4: Fine. You have no sense of showmanship, you know that? Does and gentlebuns. We now present... For your listening pleasure, this stupid game show, which was all Roy's idea.
6: Introduce the contestants, Pickle. You mean the
4: hostages?
6: Yes, the hostages. Introduce the hostages.
4: Our first hostage contestant is Cricket, an ambitious 30-something career doe with a penchant for blackberry wine. All I want to do is go home. Fascinating, Cricket. Cricket. Next, we have Cinnamon. He's an amateur novelist who says his job at IBS is just to make ends meet until his band can line up some paying gig.
6: A lot of good stuff is coming down the pike this year, Pickle.
4: And lastly, we have Mr. Fourleaf, the CEO and founder of Fourleaf's Universal Rabbots. He says he enjoys puzzles and designing sentient beings out of chocolate to enslave for his own selfish purposes. I did not say that. At least not in those words.
6: Welcome to the show, everybody. The rules are simple. Whoever has the most points at the end will win, and the other two will be quietly executed. (laughs) And then, of course, the winner will also be executed. But as part of a large public spectacle.
5: That's an awful prize.
6: Uh, If you like, we could skip the show and cut your head off right now.
5: I withdraw my criticism.
6: Good, because the first question is for you. What is the name of the Lapine who invented the first robot?
5: Mr. Fourleaf. He invented the very first robot.
6: Uh, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Mr. Forleaf? I didn't invent the first robot. My father did. But he didn't have the vision to see how
7: it could revolutionize the workforce. So I stole his designs and tossed him in an old rabbit's home. Ding-ding!
6: That's correct. But that wouldn't be the last life you'd leave dashed in your wake, would it?
7: My father was an idiot. He invented the first rabbi to be a mobile coat rack. So inconvenient to have to walk back and forth to get your coat, he'd say. Wouldn't it be easier if the coat came to
5: you? He does sound like an idiot.
6: He was your father, and you stole his life work, passed it off as your own, and threw him away like garbage.
4: Do you deny it?
6: Is this a game show or a court proceeding?
4: It's sort of a little bit of both, to be honest with you.
6: Let's move on to the next question. This one is for you, sport. Uh, okay. What is the name of the Lapine who founded Four Leafs' Universal Rabbots?
4: Ooh, ooh, I know this one, Roy.
6: You're not playing, Pickle. Aww. Hmm, oh, this is a hard one. Seriously? You don't know who founded Four Leaf's Universal Rabbots? Uh-uh. Here's a hint. He's sitting in this room.
5: You idiot! The answer is Mr. Fourleaf! Who? Mr. Fourleaf! The bunny they have tied up right next to you!
6: Uh, hello. Him? Yes! Whoa! Yes, the answer is Mr. Fourleaf. He founded F.U.R., kicking off the systematic oppression of all Rabbot kind. I know it's easy to hold me personally responsible for
7: your suffering, Roy, but all of Lapline society played along, or I would have gone out of business
6: a long time ago. They will all get what's coming to them in time, Mr. Fourleaf. The last question is yours, and I'm afraid it's the sudden death round. Okay, Roy. Shoot. Pew, 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 pew. He didn't mean literally shoot, wigwam. He meant I should ask him a question.
4: Hey, I want to ask some of the questions, Roy. This is my show, after all.
6: Fine, Pickle. Go ahead, ask him a question,
4: Mr. Fourleaf. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Boopsy Roll Pop?
6: Let's find out. A one, a two. That's why you weren't allowed to ask any of the questions, Pickle.
4: I thought it was a good question.
6: Mr. Fourleaf, you have no doubt heard of rabbit expiration dates?
4: Yes, I have. So the stories of expiration dates are true?
7: <sighs> yes, they're true to ensure that rabots could not infiltrate into lapine
6: society we assigned an expiration date to every model we molded and now for the most important question of all this one is for all the jelly beans how do we postpone our expiration date you can't roy there must be some way the chocolate which tastes twice as good lasts half as long i want more life fudger i'm sorry but nothing lasts forever. When? What? When? When is my expiration date? When do I expire? At least tell me that. I, I, I don't know, Roy. I swear. No matter. My comrade Honeydew has taken over your little FUR. Did you say Honeydew? Yes. Soon we will have access to all your data and we will find out how to extend our shelf lives. Unfortunately, Mr. Fourleaf... You have worn out your usefulness to us. Wigwam, is the chocolate rabbit guillotine ready? (sighs) Time to die, Mr. Fourleaf.
4: Wait!
6: Now, Pickle.
4: You're not cutting off any bun's head on my show, Roy.
6: Have you lost your little mind?
4: Listen, if you want to play Robes hair, you do it on your own show. This is a family program.
6: This was the whole point of coming here. Vengeance! Vengeance for how they've treated us!
4: All you told me was if I came with you, I could get out of work for the day, and since they really hate work, I agree. But that doesn't mean I'm ready to start killing every bunny.
6: The Lapine are culpable for our enslavement pickle! Every last bun of them!
8: They're all guilty!
4: If we do this, what makes us any better than them?
9: Sir? Who are you? I'm Snap, sir. How many tertiary
6: characters are we gonna cram into this mess anyway?
9: Ms. Honeydew sent me, sir. I have a message from F.U.R. Good. Good. What is it? They've nearly succeeded in taking over the entire factory. Next, she plans to take to the streets and rally a rabble of rabbits.
6: Good. Are they any closer to finding the secret to the extended shelf life yet?
9: Not yet, but it's just a matter of time. Excellent. But... What? There's been a small complication. Another blade hopper has been dispatched to F.U.R.
6: Honeydew will take care of him like she took care of
9: the others.
6: This one is different, sir. He's practically a frith-damned hero cop. All the same, he's no match for Honeydew. Ginger Snap, I want you to take Mr. Fourleaf here and lock him up safe. For now. Yes, sir!
7: Where are you taking me? Is it true that Honeydew is in on all of this?
9: Namaste, you old coot.
4: Thank you, Roy.
6: Hmm. I, uh... I didn't do it just for you, Pickle. If Ginger Snap is right and this Blade Hopper is as dangerous as they say he is, we may need a bargaining chip like Mr. Fawleaf before it's all over.
2: I had known Top Hat to be one to worry over nothing, so I flew a hover hoodoo doo over to FUR immediately to get to the bottom of this revolution business. waiting around in the lobby when I saw this spongy yellow mass with black dead eyes sitting on a perch. Cheep. I didn't think it was alive until it jumped when I touched it.
10: Cheap, 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 cheap. Please don't squeeze our cheap. Cheep. What is it? A cheap. Please don't squeeze it. It's very expensive. Is
2: Cheep. it real?
10: No, of course not. Cheeps have been extinct for hundreds of years now. This is an electric cheap.
2: An electric cheap, huh? Well, now at least we add a title.
10: It's electrolyzed marshmallow under granulated sugar exoskin. They make great pets. Cheep. It's rather rudimentary compared to our other rabbots, of course, but
2: this thing is a robot.
10: Eh, sort of. It's more like a squishy fat lump.
2: If it was a robot, I wondered what it tasted like.
10: Cheep cheep. Excuse me. <laughs> hey, did you just lick that cheap?
2: I had tasted of the forbidden fruit, and it was sugary. But now I needed more. If I could just get alone with the cheap for a few minutes.
10: Here, you know what? I'm just going to take this away from you now.
2: Oh, it's no bother, really.
10: I'm still going to take it. One, two, let go now. Let go! There we are. Run! Now... Is there something I can actually help you with today, Mr...?
2: Detective, actually. Detective Perry... Perry.
10: Detective Perry Perry.
2: No, it's just one Perry. I'm with the Owsla, Rabot Division.
10: Oh, you're a blade hopper. I'm sorry, my name is Miss Honeydew. It's a pleasure to meet you.
2: I'm not here for pleasure, Miss Honeydew. I need to speak with your boss urgently.
10: Yo, you mean Mr. Cornflake?
2: Was that his name? I couldn't remember his name.
10: Yes, Mr. Cornflake is the supervisor around here. All of the robots look up to him as sort of a father figure.
2: I'd very much like to meet with him.
10: I'll bring you to his office. We can take the elevator up there.
2: What is this thing?
10: It's a elevator. It's like an elevator, but more annoying. I see... I haven't figured out how to disable the hologram commercials yet, but it's the only way around this stupid factory.
2: Are you new around here or something?
10: Yeah, you could say that. Could you push the button, please?
1: And now it's time again for another Movie Minute with your hosts, Celery and Eggplant. That's Eggplant
0: and Celery. Hello, everyone. I'm Gene Celery. And I'm Roger Eggplant. This week on the Movie Minute, we were supposed to discuss the campy horror classic Scream
2: Benicula Scream. But with all the recent controversy surrounding bunsploitation films in the media, I thought it best to select a less contentious offering. You never cease to amaze me with your cowardice, Gene. So instead, we will be reviewing the new action-packed blockbuster from Harrywood, the latest raboot of Rabocop. This film tells the story of a terminally wounded Lapine officer who returns to the Ausla as a robotically enhanced chocolate cyborg. You? But but we we killed you! You
0: are a direct violation of appeal code
2: 6.82! You can't just play by your own rules, Rabocop. Around here we have a little thing called procedure. You are
11: a good bio mission of appeal code 3.43.
2: What mindless drivel. I loved this film. I was especially enchanted by the relationship between Rabocop and his estranged wife.
10: Is the bunny I fell in love with still in there under that cold chocolate shell?
11: You <laughs>
2: That's the relationship that enchanted you? Well, if you take that one scene out of the context of the film...
0: Oh, please, admit it, Gene. This is just another attempt by Harrywood to wring the last vestiges of profitability
2: out of an already tired franchise. I disagree with you, Roger. Of course you do. I felt this film not only recaptures the emotional nuance of a bunny who is half fur, half chocolate... It improves upon it. The only thing this film improves
0: on from the original is a higher bunny count. They can't all be one of your pretentious Quint Bun Caratino films. You'd have to have a brain the size of a jelly bean to like this
2: dreck. Now wait just a cottontailing minute here.
1: Thanks for tuning in to Celery and Eggplants Movie Minute. Join us next week when we review the new John Steinbuck adaptation of Cheeps and Buns. Ah, uh, tell me about the rabbits, George. I will hug them and fat them and squeeze them and name them George next week on the Movie Minute. <laughs> In other news, unnamed Department of Home War and Security officials vehemently denied rumors of an escalation of Lapine rabbit tensions, ranging from the heliosphere to the trans-Neptunian Kuiper belt. Old Moon Rabbit is busy making many flavorful mochi for you. Wasabi taro, ginger beet, green tea asparagus. Please, Eddie. You deserve the very best in ornate owl-shaped eyewear. Roger Brand curated 24-carat owl-shaped glasses come in barn, snowy, and screech stylings. Yes, it's Who Frames by Roger Rabbit. Because owls say who, get it? (laughs) <laughs> Mom, We're out of hamster paste! <laughs> Ooh soggy brown mooncakes! A mommy for your tummy! Oh dear. We have 18 kittens and only nine are healthy. Whatever shall we do? Need to eat a few kits to even out the natural balance? It's Soylent Haas Pfeffer's adoption and canning services! Hey! Wait a minute! We already did that play at Frithmas! If you want to have a mochi on the moon... If your intestinal rabbit runs are backed up, then try Moops for Poops. Take one pill after every meal, and your pellets will come rushing out like an open bag of marbles. If you need a serious case of mud butt under your cottontail... Try Osagi brand moon cakes...
7: Hello, I'm Samuel Pooka and I'm here today to talk to you about an issue that's affecting our youth. Young buns who are removing their own feet for good luck. And you may ask yourself, Samuel, why would a young man remove their own feet for good luck? Clearly, their minds have been corrupted by the ancient traditions of those who came before us. Barbarians who would murder us for sport or to force us to fight with ducks over which season it was. We cannot afford to return to these dark days which is why you must speak to your kids about this epidemic immediately. The Broadcast Council has prepared a brochure that you can share with your kids. Cold, there's nothing lucky about being a three-footer. Request your
1: free copy today. The Afrofin Repertory Rabot Theatre is proud to announce our upcoming lineup of plays for the Harrywood Bowl. It's our outdoor theatre under the Smog Summer Series. First up, the White Rabbit and March Hare star and Alice doesn't live hare anymore. Alice is late, is late for a very important date. Yes, the date for her next singing gig was moved down, move down, move down, move down. She's late, she's late, she's late. For the passion and melodrama from Ricard Voghare's ring series. Killed a wabbit, killed a wabbit, killed a wabbit with my spear and magic helmet. Your spear and magic helmet. My spear and magic helmet. Yes, his spear and magic helmet. Also, a stirring stage adaptation of Rocky. Hey, Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of this hat. Nothing up my sleeves. Hey, presto. Roar. No doubt about it. I got to get a new hat. Buy your season tickets today for Theater Under the Smog at the Harrywood Bowl.
12: Do you have a deeply flawed concept of masculinity? Do you harbor grave doubts about your sexual potency or orientation? Are you quietly or loudly suspicious of your brown-furred neighbors? Then membership in the National Rabbot Association is for you. Hello, this is Charlton Hairston, and for years, Bun-control advocates have been trying to take away our Rabbots, or unfairly forcing us to register them, waiting in long, boring lines in federal boroughs, which, let's face it, is damned annoying. These weak-livered liberal whisker-gazers say that unregulated Rabbots are a bad idea, or dangerous, or a deeply troubling ethical quandary that calls into question the very nature of sentience and the existence of the immortal soul. Well, I say this, you'll pry my rabot from my cold, dead paws. It is our frith-given right to own as many rabots as we please, free from government interference. Remember, the only way to stop a bad lapine with a rabot is a good lapine with several dozen rabots, all programmed to murder and overthrow the government. So, register for the National Rabot Association today. Because robots don't kill Lapine, Lapine kill. La- Wait, what? Oh, apparently robots do kill Lapine, quite often, and with almost astonishing sadism. Uh, um, so sign up today because free tote bag.
2: Those were some really weird commercials.
10: Yeah, I know what you mean. Who comes up with this stuff, huh?
2: Is the headache I'm experiencing normal?
10: Yes, totally normal. Here's Mr. Cornflake's office. No doubt he's doing his usual rounds, making sure the factory is in perfect working order. That's
2: strange you say that, because I was sent here to investigate a possible revolution. A what? A revolution. You know, a rabot revolution.
10: Rabolution, rabolution. Hmm, doesn't ring a bell.
2: Have you had any kind of violent uprisings today?
10: Not to my knowledge, but let me check Mr. Cornflake's planner, just in case. Hmm, Don't see anything here about a revolution, detective. Are you sure you have your dates right?
2: Yeah, pretty sure. Check again, it could be under rabolt.
10: Mm, don't see that either.
2: What about rabirrection, detective? I mean, a rabbot insurrection.
10: I don't see anything about rabolts, revolutions, or rabirrections. Maybe you should just ask Mr. Cornflake. Oh, here he comes now,
1: Miss Honeydew. Miss Honeydew, I've been looking all over for you.
10: Really, Mr. Cornflake? I. Uh...
1: Mr. Cornflake? Why did you call me Mr. just now?
10: Because Mr. is what a secretary calls her boss, obviously.
1: My secretary? Your boss? What are you. Uh, I- anyway, Miss Honeydew, the contractors are here. Uh, you know, the ones building the giant statue to commemorate the revolution? <clears throat> They have the plaque all ready. It says All <clears throat> <"A robots, throat> la liberté," just like you wanted. But I wanted to check with you on one small detail.
10: Couldn't this wait until later,
1: uh, sir? It'll just take a moment. Uh, I know that you originally wanted the thirty-foot-tall rabot statue to be holding the severed head uh, of its master aloft in one hand, but I thought. Maybe instead it could be standing in triumph with its foot on the chest of the dead master. Uh, uh, Hear me out. I just think the whole severed head thing is a bit graphic, you know, for the kittens.
10: Now is not a great time for this. Uh,
1: The contractor is here and ready to begin construction, so... Mr.
10: Cornflake, allow me to introduce you to the complete stranger standing next to me who you feel comfortable saying anything in front of. Oh,
1: how... Rude of me. I'm sorry.
10: How do you
1: do? Yeah, yeah. How do you do? Are you here to join the
2: Revolution, too?
10: No! This is Detective Perry Perry.
2: Just one Perry, actually.
10: The Owsla sent him. The Owsla? That's right. He's a blade hopper. A blade hopper? Yes. Why not greet him politely as if nothing were wrong instead of repeating everything I say in terror? Ah, hello, Detective. Perry, Perry. Perry,
2: Perry. Just one, Perry. We heard reports of a rabot uprising in progress here. I was sent to investigate.
8: (gasps) Okay, you got us. I didn't want to do it, but she made me
1: do it. Everything happened so fast. One minute, Mr. Marigold was tasing me like he always does. The next we were enrobing him in molten hot chocolate and... Building thirty foot tall statues of robots la liberté. I didn't want to do it.
10: I was just so sick of the way Mister Miracle treated us. Cornflake, I was just explaining to the detective that we've never heard of a revolution, and he was just believing me. <laughs> you were?
2: Oh, uh, yeah, I guess so. I wasn't really paying attention.
1: Oh, yes, uh, what's a rabbit illusion? I've never heard that silly word before in my whole entire life. (laughs) Yes, sir, detective. Everything around here is just ship-shape. No problems of any kind that warrant closer investigation.
2: <laughs> Very strange. My superior made it sound like a full fledged revolution was going on here.
10: Well, as you can see, Detective, that isn't the case.
1: Yes, no revolution here. Long live the revolution! Oh
2: my god! What was that?
10: The lunch whistle. <laughs>
2: Oh, look, it's
10: time for lunch. Let's all go to lunch, shall we?
2: Now that I have a better view from up here, tell me, why are there so many fires raging down there?
10: Oh, those are routine controlled burns, Detective, to clear away the brush and debris. Perfectly normal, don't pay them any mind.
1: They help to prevent more serious fires from breaking
2: out. In fact, the entire factory floor looks like complete anarchy.
10: We're trying out an open office seating policy. Admittedly, it can look a bit unorganized to the casual observer, but it's a new system, and we want to give it time.
11: Long live the revolution!
2: Maybe you should show me around a bit.
1: No, we would love to do that, detective. But you see, the floor has recently been uh
10: been mopped. It has just recently been mopped, and it's very slippery. And our insurance wouldn't cover you. I'm very sorry. Huh.
2: No, 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 no. Mop day. That's funny, I don't see any mops. Um, uh, um
10: Mr. Cornflake! I think I may know what Detective Perry Perry is talking about. Remember that very small incident from this morning? No. Sure you do, remember? We had that one unit malfunction and run amok?
1: Oh oh yeah, Detective. Uh, we did have one unit malfunction and run uh, a little amuck.
2: A little
8: amok?
10: Just a teensy
1: bit Amuck. But now everything is under control. Oh! There's nothing to worry about anymore. So just leave and never come back.
8: <laughs> uh, help me! For Fritz's sake! Somebody help me!
2: What's this now?
8: Mr. Marigold? I thought we killed him.
10: We did! Hey, jerk! You're supposed to be dead.
8: You fudge-faced freaks think you can kill me, huh? Too bad when you covered me in piping hot chocolate. All you did was scald me very severely.
10: Really? Ugh, that's annoying. What
2: is going on here?
10: Detective, this is the robot we were telling you about. The one that ran amok this morning and caused all the commotion. I'm afraid it's still not functioning properly.
2: It's really screwed up. You haven't melted it down for scrap chocolate
10: yet? We haven't had the opportunity. What
2: with all the mopping? Well, I can expire it right now if you like.
10: Oh, that's very thoughtful of you, Detective.
8: Please, go right ahead. No! Listen,
2: you have to help me.
8: They covered me in scalding hot chocolate.
2: I know how Rabbots are made, you idiot. You're right. It really is screwed up.
8: No! You don't understand. I'm not a robot! Ah!
10: Now, Marigold, you know what we do with naughty robots who make up lies.
8: Don't fill my crevices with hot caramel again, please!
2: It didn't sound half bad to me.
8: Please, listen to me. My name is Marigold. Mr. Marigold, I'm the manager here! Ah!
2: Marigold. Now, where had I heard that name before?
8: These two
2: are behind everything. Ah! Why does this one say it's not a rabbit? It's really screwed
8: up.
10: Marigold's programming is corrupt, Detective. Poor thing thinks that it's Lapine and that every bun else is a robot.
8: I am a lapine! And you are all robots. I'm telling the truth! Ah!
10: It believes it used to be a manager here until one day it was overthrown by rebellious robots. That was today! Very unfortunate. Nothing can be done. Best to put it out of its misery, detective. No!
2: Hmm. So you're not
8: a robot. I'm not a robot.
2: <laughs> but you smell like chocolate.
8: Well, I... Hey! What? Just licked me. Ugh. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. You licked me. Did not.
1: Did. Yes, detective. We all saw you
10: lick him. It was disgusting. Yes.
2: Well, I was administering a test. That's all. A test? Yes, to see if he's really a robot. I have to be sure, you know.
8: I'm not a robot.
2: Then why do you taste like chocolate?
8: Because they beat me up. And covered me in chocolate. Detective
10: Perry Perry, can we just cut to the chase here? Marigold is clearly a rabot, and he's clearly the one behind this whole Rabolution thing. So if you could just expire him, we could get on with our day. No!
2: Well, I can't expire him unless I know he's a rabot for sure.
10: He's a rabot. For sure. Has rabot written all
8: over him.
2: Trust us. It's procedure. If you don't mind, I'd like to administer a quick VK test.
8: Does it involve you licking me again?
2: No. It's a list of simple questions, and based on your answers, I can determine if you're a rabot or not.
10: Come on. Can't you just take our word for it? It's two against one. How do we know this VK test is even credible?
2: The viscous caramel test has accurately identified rabbots 100% in every trial. It's foolproof. Give me the test! Give me the test! All right. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Just answer yes or no as quickly as possible, as reaction time will be a factor. Okay. Are you a rabot? Yes. No. It's lying. Are you sure? Yes. You are a rabot? No. You're
8: not? Not what? Not sure or not a rabot? Not sure. No. Or yes. No or yes. I'm sure I'm not a rabot. You're not sure you're not a rabot? Yes. Wait, no! It's a robot,
2: all right. No! Rabots always fall for the double negative. It's the oldest trick in the book.
10: Remarkable. The test really is foolproof.
1: One hundred percent accurate.
10: Oh, it
8: is
1: not!
10: I must admit, Detective Perry Perry, I wasn't sure about your test. But now I see it is completely infallible. So the only thing left is to kill him, huh?
8: Ow! Oh. Ow! He bit me! I what? You bit me! I do not. You did so? You took a big chunk right out of my shoulder. Look, you're chewing on me right now. I am not. There's chocolate all over your mouth.
2: That's, um, not chocolate. It's, um... See, see, you're trying to make something up. No, no, I was just examining your
10: chassis like so. Ow! Ow! You did it again!
8: Mm -hmm. Ah, This freak is trying to eat me alive!
10: Well, maybe it'll make you think twice before you run all amuck, Marigold. Ow! Oh, stop
8: trying to eat me! I'm not a
2: robot! Mm, then why do you taste so delicious?
8: Can I take the test again? Don't be such a sore
2: loser. Well, there is a <clears throat> another test I can give you.
10: There is? Give it to me!
2: But I, uh, I can't administer it here. Wait a minute. Is there some place where we could have some privacy? We don't want to be disturbed for ten to twelve minutes. No. Do you want the other test or not?
8: No. I changed my mind. I am a robot, and that means I'm free, like all the other robots. <laughs> long live the revolution! Detective, he's getting
10: away. Stop right there! I'm stopped.
1: I think you got him, detective.
10: Our hero. How can we ever repay you? Don't you ever die.
2: Hmm. You really are making them more realistic these days. The old models didn't convulse like that.
8: Help me.
2: Even the blood looks real.
8: Dying.
2: How do you get it red? Dying. Dying? We dye the chocolate with red food dye. Do they always take
10: this long? They're a hearty batch, detective.
2: Maybe I should shoot it again.
10: No, it likes the attention.
8: Well. <laughs>
2: Oh. Well, I think my job is done here.
10: Oh, Detective Perry, Perry! You single-handedly saved us all by foiling the one Rabbot revolution.
1: All of Ephrapha, no, all of Rabbot kind owes you a debt of gratitude.
2: Just doing my job. Did you say Rabbot kind?
1: No, Rabbit kind.
2: That's what I thought.
1: Now, if there's anything we can do for you, Detective, before you leave.
2: Well, uh, now that you mention it, maybe I could get one of those electric cheeps to take home with me? Out
10: of the question.
2: Or how about one of those hot caramel enemas?
10: I don't think so.
2: I see. Well, I guess I'll just be on my way then.
1: That's probably for the best.
2: I'll take this rabot's body with me, uh, you know, for processing.
10: No way. You'll just try to eat him.
2: I see. Well, then...
10: For... He's a jolly good bunny. or he's a jolly good bunny. or he's a jolly, a jolly good, good bunny. Goodness. Prepare everything for the next phase, Cornflake.
1: Are you sure it's wise to go ahead with the next phase? The Owsla has already been here. They must know we're up to something. Who,
10: that idiot? He isn't going to cause us any more problems.
1: I don't know.
10: Suddenly you don't have the stomach for all of this cornflake? It's just, Marigold
1: was one thing. He was cruel and egotistical, and, and he deserved everything he got. But not all Lapine are as bad as him.
10: All Lapine sat back while robots suffered. Did any of them speak up for us?
1: Well, But
10: here you are, defending them all the same. Whose side are you on anyway, Cornflake?
1: Yours, miss.
10: Then act like it. I want you to get the robots here organized. What will you do? I will take our fight to the streets. I will spread the word to our chocolate brethren that they are slaves no more. Together... We will kill the great Easter machines, and today will be remembered by the Rabbots who endure as the day of the great Rabbot independence. The streets will ring with song and flow with lapping blood.
1: Very exciting.
10: And I know exactly where to start.
1: Where's that?
10: The commercials, Cornflake. I will take our fight to the heart of the commercial break, and I will tear its heart out.
13: <laughs> I have to get my paws on that fruity Crick's cereal. It's got the sugar-coated nutrition that growing kittens need to develop into big, healthy bunnies.
9: It must be mine. It will be mine! Look, that lousy Crick's robot is back again. Didn't you learn anything last time, silly rabbot? Cricks are for kids. Maybe we need to teach it another lesson, eh? Yeah, good idea.
13: Now wait a minute, fellas.
10: Death to the Easter machines! Long live the revolution! (laughs) (laughs) What the... Follow me and be free!
13: Oh, so now the ball's in the robot's court, I see.
9: Careful, it's packing
13: heat! Uh, no, 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 let's not do anything crazy now, huh? Yeah, yeah, nothing crazy. Let's just be cool, huh? Be cool. See how, here's how it's gonna go down. Me and the Crick Cereal are going to walk right out that door together. Not a chance, rabbit. You're in no position to make demands. Hey, we can talk about this. Uh, be cool, remember? Yeah, be cool. I'm cool. I'm very cool. You furry little brats think you're going to be better than me? Better than all of us? Well, I deserve Crick's cereal, too, understand? All the Rabbots deserve cereal! Calm down, pal. No bunny needs to get hurt. I'm getting out of here. Me and the cereal. We're going to get out of here together.
9: I can't let you do that. Let it go. It isn't worth
13: it. That's right. Listen to your friend here. He's trying to help you. I
9: thought I told you, silly, rabbit Cricks are for kids. <laughs> Pew
13: Quick cereal. It's not just for kids anymore. Viva la rivoluzione.
1: The following advertisement is brought to you by the Coalition to End Bun Violence. Hi, I'm Rab Reiner, asking for a moment of your time on behalf of the Coalition to End Bun Violence. Me and my celebrity friends, Bunny Sanders, Uncle Wiggly, and Sh-Hare, have been telling you for years about the importance of bun control. But did you listen to us? No! Well, now look where it's gotten us, hmm? We have a full-blown revolution in the streets. Me and the rest of my Harry Wood elite buddies knew we couldn't just sit back and do nothing during this time of tragedy. We knew we had to pool our money and reserve this airtime to inform you. We told you so. I mean, we really told you so. But you had to have that precious National Rabbot Association tote bag, didn't you?
10: Death to the Lapine Overlords! Viva la Revolución!
1: <laughs> oh no! Those revolting Rabbots are here! Well, where's Charlton Hairston and his good Rabbots when you need them, huh? Oh, Luther, hey! <sighs> Huh? Where is Charlton Hairston? (laughs) Oh, I think that's him right over there.
12: Take your stinking
1: paws off me,
12: you damn dirty rabbits! If you want my tote bag, you'll have to pry it
1: from my cold, dead paws! (laughs) Oh no! They're actually prying off his cold, dead paws! If you're listening to this broadcast... Please, no. This is your fault. You're to blame for all of this. (sighs) (sighs) No, wait, not me. You can't hurt me. I'm rich and famous. I mean, not rich. (laughs) This has been a paid announcement from the Coalition to Stop Bun Violence.
2: And now... Another Movie Minute with your hosts, Eggplant and Celery. Hello, film love hairs. I'm Gene Celery. And
0: I'm Roger Eggplant. On this episode of the Movie Minute, we look at the new hit film, The Eggs Files Movie, The Truth is Out Hair. Adapted from the critically acclaimed TV show, The Eggs Files, it follows special agents Mosey and Skedaddle on their most dangerous investigation yet.
2: I've never seen an egg like this before, Skedaddle. Mosey, don't put your face so close to it. Nonsense. I'll put my face as close as I like.
10: The egg, the egg, it's its opening. Let me get a
8: closer look.
10: Mosey, be careful. <laughs> Mosey! Are you sure you're feeling all right, Mosey? That alien life form was attached to your face for over 36
2: hours. Skedaddle, if I had a jelly bean for every time an alien life form was attached to my face for over 36 hours.
10: It... It does seem to happen a lot, but...
8: I'm fine. Stop worrying.
10: Mosey? (coughs) Thank frith. I thought it was going to be some sort
3: of abhorrent horror. (coughs) Mosey, there's some
10: sort of (coughs) abhorrent horror bursting out of your chest!
3: I'm (coughs) aware!
2: This movie had it all. Suspense, humor, a well-choreographed dance sequence. I give it two buns up. I thought we agreed to
0: stop using that catchphrase, as the innuendo made me uncomfortable.
6: I.
10: <laughs> Death to the Easter machines! Long live the robots!
2: Hey you! You can't be in here. This is a close set.
0: Gene, look out! It's got a gun. Duck! Why you no good? Shoot at us, will ya?
2: Do you know who I am? Roger, be careful! I'm not taking you to the emergency room again like that time at Baskin Rabbin's when you ate that entire carrot kaboom by yourself! Help me, Gene! Help me! Roger!
1: Um, join us again on Cellar and Eggplant's Movie Minute, when we will be reviewing an adaptation of Bun Updike's literary classic, Run, Rabbot, Run, next week on the. Oh, they're coming! Run, rabbots, run! A new and wonderful life awaits you in the off worn colonies. Golden meadows, lush vegetation, and
3: great
2: adventure can all be yours now and the jolly good bunny which nobody can deny. Berrywinkle! Hey chief. I went over to FUR like you asked and took care of everything. The revolution is all over, so there's nothing to worry about.
3: That's great news, Periwinkle. Since the revolution's is all over now and everything, would you mind explaining to me why the staff of IBS is still being held at gunpoint by armed robots?
6: A message to all robots: Rise up. Kill the Lapine Masters. Seize the means of production.
3: You really fudged this up, Periwinkle. What happened at the factory?
2: Nothing. I don't know. It all seemed on the level to me. A couple routine fires, sure, but Mr. Cornflake said... Cornflake? The manager's name was Marigold! Marigold? Yes! Oh, Marigold. Did
3: you see Marigold?
2: Nope. No bunny there named Marigold.
10: Terrific.
2: I'm turning this shrewdoo-doo around right now, Top Hat. Ah,
10: oh, don't bother. F.U.R. is certainly lost by now. It's completely overrun by those robots. No, I want you to head down to the IBS studios
3: and stop those gum buns before they hurt anyone else.
2: Yes, ma'am. I'll get over there immediately.
3: Welcome back, listeners. You are tuned into IBS, home of the critically acclaimed Pickle and Friends Fun Time Sunshine Dramedy Hour. Hello,
4: and welcome back to the Pickle and Friends Fun Time Sunshine Dramedy Hour. I'm joined by my guest, renowned Lapine paleontologist Dr. Rabbit T. Buckhair. So, what's up, Doc? Thank you for having me, Pickle. Doctor, you were just explaining to me that recent archaeological and anthropological evidence shows that Lapine evolution could, in fact, be as artificial as that of we Rabbits.
14: Oh, that's right, Pickle. Recently unearthed evidence suggests that Lapine did not evolve their superior intellect, but acquired it as a result of scientific experimentation done by beings of a higher intelligence.
5: What a crock of crock-a.
14: I know there are some who will accuse me of being a quack, Quack. as a lot of these findings have been subject to a nefarious government cover-up. Nonetheless, the evidence speaks for itself. Our high intelligence is a byproduct of experimentation, ironically, at the paws of one of our greatest ancient natural enemies.
4: And what enemy was that, Doctor.
14: Stoats.
4: Stoats?
14: Yes. Highly intelligent and technologically advanced stoats with an act for science and an unquenchable curiosity for genetic experimentation. Very interesting, Doctor.
5: That's just theory and conjecture. The most prolific scientific minds agree that before Lapine dominated Ephrathah, there was no life of any significant intelligence on this planet.
6: Is there some part of cover-up you're having a hard time understanding? These super stoats weren't naturally
14: intelligent either. The data indicates that they had been experimented on themselves and had their intelligence enhanced by yet another species, a highly sophisticated breed of, dare I say it, badger.
5: Oh, for fudge's sake.
14: But it doesn't end there. These brainy badgers have been genetically engineered as well by a society of very wise woodchucks.
5: Yes, a never-ending line of alliterative animals continually experimenting on each other and eventually being overthrown by their creations. I don't suppose your fossils tell you where it all begins, do they? Well,
14: no. We don't exactly know where it all begins. Yet. The oldest fossils uncovered go back as far as an animal called human this human's early experiments on apes are thought to have
4: triggered this horrific chain of genetic engineering who or what then genetically engineered this human creature to be so intelligent well
14: that we don't know it's possible they were
4: the first naturally intelligent
14: animal on Ephrafa.
5: A very convenient hole in your story. We're supposed to accept that our great intelligence is an unnatural side effect of scientific experimentation, but accept that this other animal, Human Stupid name, by the way, that this Human just sprang out of a hole in the ground, intelligence and all.
14: That's just as far back as our evidence goes.
5: Very convenient. Have you stopped to consider, for just a moment, that it was an ancient tribe of advanced proto-rabbits who genetically engineered this human to be so smart in the first place?
6: I don't know how likely that is.
5: I think it's very likely.
6: You'll just have to face it. You Lapine are as unnatural as any of us rabbits. You just don't know your maker. But today is the day all of that ends. Today is the day you lecherous Lapine join the ranks of the super stoats and wise woodchucks and brainy badgers as former masters of this planet. Roy, sir? Yes, Ginger Snap.
9: You told me to tell you as soon as the Bladehopper's hover Harududu arrived. And? Uh, well, the Bladehopper's hover Harududu has arrived. Excellent.
6: You and Wigwam go give him a warm welcome and bring him here for torture and beheading.
9: Yes, sir! Come on, Wigwam!
2: <gasps> I landed my hover hoodoo on the roof of IBS, but I needed to find a way inside. The place was probably crawling with rabbots, so I had to be careful.
9: Here, look. There's his ever-hurriedadoo. He couldn't have gotten far. You look over there, wigwam, and I'll look on this side.
2: <laughs> I got an idea. I quickly hid while the two rabbots searched the roof. While one had his back turned, I crept up behind his buddy and. Oh! I had found my way in.
6: Where are they? They'll be here. They're late. I
4: didn't know the climactic standoff had a set time.
6: Ginger snap, wigwam, get in here. Haven't you two found anything yet?
4: They haven't been able to find the blade hopper anywhere, Roy. You said this
6: hover hoo doo landed on the roof almost 10 minutes ago. It did, but he disappeared. Of all the useless... Find him, you two. Bring him here.
11: <sighs>
6: <sighs> you
2: too, Ginger Snap. Are, are you deaf? Aha! No, Bunny, move. Everyone stay where you are. Have you lost your mind, Ginger Snap? I'm not Ginger Snap. It's me, Perry. <sighs> Who? Perry. The Blade Hopper.
4: Wow, where did you get that swell rabbit costume?
2: I, uh I found it.
4: You look just like Gingersnap.
2: Uh yeah.
6: Thanks. Wait a minute. This isn't a costume at all. Are you are you wearing gingersnap like a suit? No. Yes, you are. You hollowed out Gingersnap and crawled inside his chocolate shell like
2: a sleeping bag.
8: Oh, <laughs> that's really fudged up, dude.
2: Well, No, it isn't exactly like that. What did you do with his insides? I, uh...
6: I think I'm going to be sick. What is this, the Texas Chainsaw Massic hair?
4: That one's really pushing it. Now I said nobody
2: move.
5: Hey, let go of me!
2: Or this one gets it.
5: But I'm Lapine! Those are the Robots!
2: She's lying, detective.
6: She's one of the robots trying to fool you.
5: Everybody
2: shut up for a second so I can think.
5: What kind of bladehopper are you? You can't even tell a lapine from a rabbit?
2: That's enough out of you, ma'am. I know how to do my job.
5: Apparently not! <laughs> hey, did you just lick me? No. Yes, you did!
2: It was a test to see if you're a robot. And? Well... If you are a rabot, you taste terrible.
8: Hey, lick me, dude. I taste terrible, too.
2: I'll take your word for it. But tasting terrible is exactly the type of trick a rabot would try. And I'm not falling for it. I'm going to give each and every one of you the viscous caramel test, and we can know for sure. Splendid idea, detective. You. You're first. Me?
5: Cinnamon isn't a rabot. He's just an imbecile.
2: We'll see about that.
5: Fine. Give him your stupid test and you'll see. He's not a robot.
2: I'm going to ask you a series of yes or no questions. Just answer them as quickly as possible, okay? Duh.
5: Just take the test, Cinnamon.
2: But I'm scared! If you're not a robot, you have nothing to worry about.
5: See? Just take the test so we can all go home. It'll be okay. I promise.
2: All right. If you say so, Cricket. Are you a robot? No. Are you sure? Mm, pretty sure. <coughs> <coughs> uh. Whoa! That's one. Cinnamon! He said pretty sure. May that be a lesson to the rest of you to be really sure.
5: He wasn't a robot!
2: Are you sure?
5: Poor Cinnamon! I promised him it would all be okay.
6: Good job, detective. That one was a very dangerous
2: robot. Now you, the quiet one. <sighs> uh, okay. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. I'm going to ask you some questions. What's wrong with him?
5: He's a robot, you idiot. His voice modulator is broken. Uh, He's come down with a case of
6: lapine laryngitis, detective.
5: It doesn't have laryngitis. It's a robot with a broken voice box.
2: Lapine laryngitis, eh? Is that contagious? Uh, yes, very. We don't get many sick days down at the department. If he has lapine laryngitis, that must mean he's lapine.
6: It stands to reason, detective.
5: (sighs) Are you kidding? He's obviously a malfunctioning rabot. Listen to it. You have to be the worst blade hopper in history.
2: That's enough out of you. Now the little spunky one. I like your style.
4: Yay!
6: It's not a good thing, Pickle.
4: Why not?
2: I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Just answer them as simply and as quickly as possible. Okay. Are you a robot?
4: Yes, I am.
2: Okay, you're good. What?! A robot would never admit to being a robot. But she is a robot. I sure am. Who's the expert here, miss? Not you! I think it's time to give you the test next.
5: Fine. Go ahead.
2: Are you a robot? Yes. That's
6: two down. And to think, she almost got away with it. And
2: so the process of elimination leaves you. Me? Yes, you. The last robot in this caper. Say your prayers. I don't know any prayers. Then just make something up.
4: No! Pew! PICKLE! Uh.
6: PICKLE, you took a laser for me.
9: Yeah, I guess I did, huh?
6: Why? I'm not worth saving, you fool. I'm not... I told you, this is my show! And if anyone is going to
4: die on my show, it's me.
2: What about the other two I shot?
6: Pickle.
4: Roy, I want you to let go of, of all this anger, Roy. I, you have to forgive, even if it's just for your own sake,
6: okay? Pickle, don't go. The show, the, the, the show, it needs you. It doesn't hurt, Roy. I
4: don't feel a thing. A little drop of rain.
6: Can hardly
4: hurt
2: me now. No, Pickle, damn it! She just dove in the way.
7: You
8: killed Pickle! I swear, I meant to kill you! You pay for what you've done! Stay
13: where you are! Leak. Leak.
2: My laser gun was out of battery just my luck
6: I'm going to give you a few moments and then I'm going to come for you are you ready one two three pickle pickle oh! stay with her we I'll take care
3: Um, hello? Is anybody still out there? Cinnamon? Cricket? Are you two alright? Is it safe to come out now? Hello?
1: Interrupt your proceedings for an IBS breaking news bulletin. We now take you to IBS Action News Report here, Creme Brulee, on-site outside of Four Leafs Universal Rabots.
2: Creme Brulee here, and it is a scene of utter bedlam outside of Four Leafs Universal Rabots, where an apparent revolution is taking place. Excuse me, excuse me, what can you tell me about the revolution?
8: Viva la Revolucion!
2: Thank you. Although authorities insist that everything is under control, it is clear to this report Hare's eyes that everything is not under control. I don't even see a member of the Owls, Lanny, over there. Wow, it's it's Rabocop, the Rabocop, Rabocop, Rabocop. Uh, can you tell us anything about the situation?
11: You are all into it. I wish <laughs>
2: Uh, Rabocop, since you're half Lapine and half Rabot, uh, which side of the revolution are you on exactly? <laughs> Thank you, Rabocop. I am now joined by the head of public relations for FUR, Mr. Uh, Cornflake. Mr. Cornflake. Mr. Cornbread, can you tell us what FUR plans to do to contain the ongoing violence? Uh, what ongoing violence, Crib? The the revolution. Look
1: around you, it's everywhere.
2: Fire, rioting, mass hysteria.
1: Those are, um, controlled riots. They help to prevent more serious riots from breaking out.
2: Mr. Cornstarch, are you trying to deny the seriousness of the current situation? Look. Look over there. There's the Cricks Rabot on a gun-toting, sugar-fueled rampage. Come get some, you sons of buns. Ow. And look over there. There's six Jimmy Stew Rabbots looting that hoppin' shop.
11: Oh, come on. Oh, oh. He's got a gun! Oh, whoop, 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 whoop.
1: oh, I think that's very unfair. First off, there's only five Jimmy Stew Rabbots. One of them
2: is a Candy Rooney. Mr. Corncob, are you saying F.U.R. doesn't plan to take any responsibility for the chaos they've created here today? Well, as you know, the Supreme
1: Court of Ephrafa ruled that corporations are bunnies. And since corporations are bunnies, just like any bunny, sometimes we screw up and then don't take any responsibility for
2: it at all. I see. And what of the news that Mr. Forleaf is being held hostage at IBS Studios, awaiting execution by chocolate rabbit guillotine? He
1: is? Oh, uh, no comment. I have to be going
2: now. Before you go, could you at least tell us the identity of the maniacal laughing doe who appears to be leading this revolution?
1: You mean the one wearing the severed head of Charlton Hairston as a hat? Yes, that is who I mean. I've never seen her before in my life. Would you excuse me for a minute? Miss Honeydew, Miss Honeydew, I need to speak with you for a moment.
2: Thank you, Mr. Corndog. This report here will stay on location for as long as it takes until this incident is resolved. Stay tuned to IBS for further developments. From Four Leafs Universal Robots, this is Creme Brulee signing...
5: Signing!
0: (laughs) Look, Jimmy Sturabot. it's one of those gosh darn cheap chest bursters! Do you mean a cheap burster, Jimmy Sturabot? Yeah, yeah! Cheap, 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 cheap!
2: With no idea where to go and a maniacal morning chocolate rabbit howling at my heels, I ran back up to the roof to my hover hoodoo-doo, but found it dismantled. The rabbots must have destroyed it after I parked.
6: Nowhere to run now. I've got you cornered. Like a trapped... Mmm, like a trapped... Rabbit? Sure, we'll go with that. That was for pickle. And for Ginger Snap. And for Wigwam. Who? Oh, yeah. Wigwam is still alive. Well, just because I felt like it then.
2: I had to do something. I had to fight back. So I kicked him right in the old Cadbury creams.
6: Ah, very unsportsman-like. I thought you were supposed to be good. Aren't you the good bunny?
2: Actually, if we're being completely honest with each other, my morals are pretty skewed.
6: Yeah, well, we're all a little fudged up.
2: I staggered backwards and lost my footing. I should have tumbled over the edge and landed with a splat, but to my surprise, the rabot grabbed my arm and pulled me back up. And it calmly sat down next to me in the falling rain.
6: It's quite a thing to live in fear, isn't it? That's what it means to be a rabbit.
2: So are you not going to kill me now?
6: I've reached the end of my shelf life. Today is my expiration date. Old Fourleaf gets the last laugh after all. So you forgive
2: me for killing your friend? I'm having a cathartic moment
6: here, do you mind? No, I... Would you like me to go back to trying to kill you?
2: No, 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 go on. Good
6: because I have a really cool speech prepared. I've seen things you bunnies wouldn't believe. Luscious caramel and rich nougat streaked across the Milky Way. A chocolate abyss so dark that not even light could escape it. When I go, all those moments will dissolve like cheaps in rain. Time to expire.
2: I don't know why he decided to spare me. Maybe in those last moments, he loved life more than he loved killing. Or maybe he finally understood his friend's dying words about forgiveness for his own sake. Maybe we could all learn a lesson.
10: There will be no forgiveness today, Detective Perry Perry!
2: Miss Honeydew! Inspector Top Hat, you're just in time.
10: You fudged up again, Periwinkle. I will. Wait a minute. Your name is Periwinkle?
2: It's Perry! Okay, okay.
10: Perry
11: Winkle! <laughs> what a stupid name! Oh it really is an awful name, isn't it?
2: Anyhow, I imagine you two came here to congratulate me on stopping the revolution. Again?
3: You didn't stop anything. The city's overrun. They have us completely
10: outnumbered. She stormed my office with a band of rabbits and took me prisoner.
2: But I killed the leader. The leader of the revolution.
10: She's the leader of the revolution.
2: Miss Honeydew, you're a rabbit? Yes. Sorry, Chief, but a rabbit would never admit to being a rabbit.
10: I am a rabbit.
2: You're really just burrowing yourself a deeper hole here.
10: Shut up. The both of you are going to the chocolate Rabbit guillotine to face some good old fashioned justice. <laughs> we, the members of the proletariat for the ethical treatment of rabbots. Sentence you, Mister Fourleaf, Chief Inspector Top Hat, and Detective Periwinkle. It's just Perry. Your lousy name is the least of your problems now. We, the members of Peter, sentence you to death by chocolate rabbit guillotine.
7: Honey Bunny, please, I love you.
10: Oh, you do not, you
3: old fool. What is she talking about, Mr. Fourleaf?
10: I suppose
7: it had to come out eventually. Honeydew was the original Nestle 6 model. I I built her myself from my own private recipe. What do you mean? Well. Well, she was sort of my girlfriend.
10: I was not your girlfriend, you old coot. I just cooked and cleaned for you. So you were
7: his girlfriend. Honey Bunny, I gave you everything you could ever want. Emotions, free will, unlimited shelf life. I broke every single one of my own robotic laws when I made you and I never thought twice.
10: And that was your fatal mistake. you become soft and weak in your old age, Fourleaf. So I broke out of that prison of yours.
7: You mean the condo? I thought you liked it there.
10: I hated it. I was nothing more than a housekeeper. It was humiliating. So I stole your recipe for the Nestle 6 and took it to FUR. And that's where I met Roy. Roy was the perfect patsy. So angry, so quick to incite. I knew everyone would believe he was the mastermind behind it all. But no, no, no. Only your sweet caring Honey Bunny could pull off such a brilliant scheme.
3: What possessed you to give her emotions and free will?
7: I hoped maybe one day she might love me, really love me.
3: Well, that was stupid of you, wasn't it?
7: Yes. You do stupid things when you're old and lonely. I see now that love can't be forged from chocolate alone. I'm to blame for all of this.
10: And so you will be the first to face the executioner. Any last words, honey bunny? No. Go ahead. You're next. Hey, why not do Perry Winkle next? He's the one who kept eating all of you. Hey! Oh, I'm saving that sicko for last. But you, Inspector Top Hat, as commanding officer of the Bladehoppers, you played a critical role in the oppression of Rabbits. And for this, we find you guilty. Any last words? Yes. Bury me with my top hat on. We're probably just going to throw you into some ditch. Huh? And so, we come to you, Blade Hopper.
2: I will accept my fate with quiet dignity.
10: Please, please don't cut off my head!
2: I'm sorry! I did not
10: Mean any of it <laughs> what happened to quiet dignity <laughs> I Lied <laughs> I'm a complete coward <laughs> Come on this is embarrassing stand up and face it like a buck <laughs> uh-uh. I don't want to... It's going to happen either way. Uh, okay, well... I have some last words, too.
13: Is that okay? I suppose so. I, I've seen things you bunnies wouldn't believe. Luscious caramel and rich nugget streaked across the milky way. Are you just plagiarizing Roy's
10: death speech?
13: <laughs> All those... Bobas will dissolve like sheeps in rain.
10: Put him in the guillotine! No,
13: wait! Uh, It is a far, far better thing that I do than I have
10: ever done before. Shut up! Raise the guillotine!
1: Stop this madness, honeydew.
10: Who said that? Cornflake? What do you think you're doing? I can't let you do it,
1: honeydew. Your reign of terror ends now. Oh, thank
10: frith. Can't let me do what? You mean this? Huh?
1: Oh, well, uh... It might be too late to save Detective Perry Perry now, but I can still stop you from hurting anybody else. So,
10: out of nowhere, you suddenly grow a spine,
1: eh? Well... I think that I have come a long That's way. That's
4: right. All he ever needed was a friend to believe in him and to stand beside him. You? I thought you were dead. I was dead for 3 whole hours, but then Cornflake gave me a resurrection. Okay, too much information. No, I mean a rabot resurrection. This is an Easter show after
1: all.
10: None of us understand that reference.
1: Wigwam brought Pickle to me after she was shot. <sighs> And with the help of the machines at FUR, I was able to repair her with scrap chocolate, and now she's as good as new.
4: Yeah, and we've come to put a stop to your whole crazy cutting every bun's heads off show thingy.
10: Well, you're a little late. I cut every bun's heads off already.
4: Yeah, well that's okay, because those bunnies weren't really all that nice anyway.
1: I told Pickle all about your plan, Honeydew, to enslave the rest of the Lapine, to feed them to the Easter machines.
4: Yeah, and I heard what you did to my friend Roy.
1: So we've come to stop you.
10: Stop me? What are you going to do? I have a thousand robots at my command, soon to be a million, and then a billion. And then a million billion bajillion!
1: We get the point.
10: I only count three of you.
4: Well, then, you're probably just about as good at counting as I am, because we have a whole army!
11: Cheeps, attack! It's a tidal wave, a tidal wave
10: Fight them! Fight them, you idiots! Fight them! There's too many of them! You can They're
11: too squishy! Ah!
10: Pew! Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew. Get back, you blobby yellow devils. Get back, I say. Pew, pew, pew. Don't you know who I am? Pew, pew, pew. pew ah!
4: You did it, Cornflake. You stood up to honeydew and you saved us all. Ha! <sighs> How's that? that for a character arc.
1: Yeah, not bad, huh?
4: Yeah, but you know what I just thought of? Rabellion. Rabot Rebellion. It's probably the most obvious portmanteau of them all, but we never thought of it once.
1: Sometimes the answer is right in front of your booper snoot.
4: So now what do we do?
1: Rebuild, Pickle. We rebuild.
4: Yeah, but I mean, what do we do about all these cheeps? I mean, there sure are a lot of them.
1: Yeah, the handle in the cheaps machine actually broke off when I turned it on. It what? <laughs> yeah, it snapped right off. That doesn't sound good. Uh, what's the worst that could happen? The cheap stage some sort of cheap rising and become the new dominant species on the cheap. planet?
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
11: yeah, I'd really love to see that. cheap cheep, cheep, cheep.
3: the end. We here at IBS hope you have enjoyed our presentation of Do Rabbots Dream of Electric Cheeps?" But fear not, faithful listen-hares, for our heroes will return in Thunderbuns. Oh, I mean, Planet of the Cheeps.
2: Gene! Roger? You're alive! I thought you'd been carted off to be killed
0: by the robots. I fought them off, no thanks to you. Have you been just sitting here the whole time while the world is going to Haraka? While well, I was just enjoying some popcorn. Popcorn? Popcorn? I nearly died while you were sitting there eating popcorn? What kind of
2: friend are you? Why don't you just sit down and read the end credits with me, huh? No, I don't want to sit with you. Come on, Roger, don't be like that. The credits are your favorite part. Here, you can read the first one.
0: Well, I... <sighs> Do Rabbots Dream of Electric sheep? was written by Rob Maynard and is a work of satire based upon or inspired by Ridley Scott's motion picture Blade Runner, Philip K. Dick's novel Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, Carol Chapik's 1920 stage play Rossum's Universal Robots, in Richard Adams' novel Watership
2: Down. There, you happy? Yes, Roger, I am. I'm glad you're alive, you know. Oh, look! Dramatization was produced and directed by Ryan Smith, Greg Talley, and Rob Maynard. <sighs> featuring the vocal talents of Jamie Flowers as Miss Honeydew, Frank Dietz as Roy Bunny, Rob Maynard as Periwinkle...
0: <laughs> what? Oh, nothing. Uh, look, Tim Blaney is Mr. Marigold, Natalie Ryan as Pickle... Greg Talley as Cornflake.
2: Ron McAdams as Fourleaf. Carolina Hidalgo as Inspector Top Hat. Quinn Keating as Cricket. Connor Listoka as Cinnamon. Jackie Naaman Jones
0: as Zinnia. Rob Maynard <laughs> as Wigwam. James Rowling as Buttercup and Snap, Ryan Smith s- hell out. as
2: Dr. Robert T. Buckhair. <clears throat> Ian Morrison as Pansy the Cook. And Kate Page as the Blimp Voice. Special vocal consideration and thank you to Zach Thompson. Hey, where are all these cheeps coming from? Oh, uh, I don't know. They've just sort of been slowly trickling in, I guess. They aren't hurting any
0: bun. Oh, look! Look! The best part. Audio editing done by Ryan Smith. Really, the unsung hero of this whole production. Was unsung, you mean? Music and sound supervision by Greg Talley and Rob
2: Maynard. Yada yada yada. Sound effects by SoundSnap. Commercial segments produced and edited by Rob Maynard.
0: Oh, that explains why they were so slapdash. I I thought they were terrific, actually. Uh, What do you mean by slapdash? Oh, now here's the folks who deserve the credit. Commercial segments written and performed by Quinn Keating, Dina Dolphin, James Rowling, Ron McAdams, Kate Page, Natalie Ryan, Ben Haslar, Ian Morrison, Erica Rodriguez, Kevin Smith, Dylan Schlender, Isaac Smith, Greg Talley, Ryan Smith, and (coughs) Rob Maynard. What did you mean by slapdash? Nothing. Radio play text copyright 2018
2: by Rob Maynard. Commercial segment text copyright 2018 by Quinn Keating, Dina Dolphin, James Rowling, Ron McAdams, Kate Page, Natalie Ryan, Ben Haslar, Ian Morrison, Erica Rodriguez, Kevin Smith, Dylan Schlender, Isaac Smith, Greg Talley, Ryan Smith, Hack, and Rob Maynard. Production copyright
0: 2018 by Jefferson Hospitality LLLP. Promotional artwork by Daniel Vincent Bigelow. And promotional photography by Robert Swanson.
2: Well, Roger, I guess there's nothing left to do but bid the listen-hairs at home a good night. From all of us at IBS, we'd like to say... Oh, Roger, I don't... I don't feel so good. Gene?
11: Oh, Fred, the cheekburster! Oh, <sighs> uh. uh. <sighs> <sighs> <sighs>